Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the show with... Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. Officer Dave. And Andy Brampernard. So you know we're talking. Actually, we're going to do something today where I really like. We have a really great guest coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, Dr. Chris Whaley is uh, going to talk about the mass saint, husband, pastor, hero, and the uh, DVD, The Masked Saint on uh, Amazon. It's about a guy, professional, true story apparently about a professional wrestler decided to become a minister. So that ought to be interesting. Very interesting. A professional wrestler becoming a minister. That's exactly right. Um, so what I want to do for the first 10 minutes, because this just came up, and then Josh, of course, will talk uh, after Dr. Whaley about all the things we can get to. But I wanted to ask him at first, because I asked uh, Josh when he walked in, the stock market's looking pretty good. And then he, he kind of looked at me and said, well, do you keep track of that? And I, and I actually don't, but it's always my reference point. For most people, that's what they pay attention to, isn't it, Josh? Well, I'd say a lot of people pay, pay attention to what the, <coughs> we'll say, the Dow Jones ind indices is doing right. or maybe the market in general, the Dow, Dow Jones 30, 30 stocks, was 30 of the largest companies representing mm -hmm. companies in different industries, whether it be in industrials such as uh, Boeing or Honeywell or 3M fit in that category, whether it be uh, right. banks such as J.P. Morgan or Goldman Sachs, whether it be some of the technology companies, including favorite Apple, you have Microsoft is in that group. IBM, which is old, old, old <laughs> te technology. It is. At this uh, you have Salesforce.com. You have um, some medical-related companies in Amgen and Johnson & Johnson. So it's a pretty broad list of, of companies. So that's – and that list is um, – is weighted a little bit differently than the S&P 500. Uh, so in the Dow Jones is weighted based on the value of each stock. So the mm -hmm. higher, higher priced stocks, so it's a price weighted index, the higher priced stocks in that index, the highest, uh, the highest price stock in the Dow Jones is local United Healthcare. So if that stock is up or down $10 a share, that can have an outsized influence mm -hmm. on the Dow Jones as opposed to the uh, S&P 500, which is market uh, capitalization weighted, where market capitalization is the total number of outstanding shares times the share price. Uh, 
and you get that, that value. So in the S&P 500, favorite Apple is the largest weighting at about 7.5% of the total index. Oh, okay. and, um, Microsoft is the second largest, just under, under that. Then you have uh, Google, Amazon, uh, Tesla, uh, Meta fit, fit in right. that, that category going, going down. So right now the top, I believe the top seven stocks on the S&P 500 represent about 25% of the market capitalization or the value of that index. Now, when I ask you questions about that, I, you always get this look at, uh, on your face like, is that all you care about? No, that's, 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 yeah, that's all I care about? Yes, that's... No, 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 you no. look to me like, is that all? Because there are other things to look at other than the Dow Yeah, Jones. but that, those are the, the indices. Very yeah, few people yeah. talk about the bond, the bond market. Right, right. Well, the, the bond, other than where the interest rates are going. Mm -hmm. So in the bond market... Interest, interest rates are up. And most people say, well, interest rates are up. That's a good thing if I'm saving money because I get more interest on that. But if, if you own a bond and you want to sell that bond prior to maturity, you're going to get less money. If the interest rates go up, bond values go down. Yeah, so here, here we'll, we'll throw something out that most people might not have thought about. Um, last last year in 2022, the long uh, the long bond index, uh, market symbol TLT, so Treasury's long term, uh, that index was down uh, a third in value. That's a third, a one third in value, as much as the Nasdaq index was down a third. Mm -hmm. Now, in order for that index to go back up a third, you need interest rates to come down significantly. Right. And right now, interest rates are not down significantly. And right now, year to date, the TLT is down another, we'll say, 4% in value. So going from $100 a share down to $96 a share, now that would mean that Yields are up, um, and there is one pretty sharp hedge fund manager this this past week. Uh, Bill Ackman of Pershing Pershing Square Capital said that he was going to short long-term treasuries, um, meaning that he's going to make money if long-term treasuries continue to go down in value and yields go up. He probably brought that up because of something else you and I talked about earlier uh, the, this week, Tom, yeah, yes. which the uh, downgrade of U.S. debt from one of the rating agencies. There mm. are three uh, credit, ready, credit rating agencies, uh, the Stan Standard & Poor's rates bonds, Moody's rates uh, bonds and credit, and Fitch which is a smaller What's rating agency, one, yeah. right. uh, this, this past week cut um, U.S. debt rating or government rating from AAA to AA+. Plus. Second time in history that's happened, correct? Correct. That's the second, second time. The first time was in 2011. 
during a, uh, a, another debt ceiling crisis. Right. Uh, the Standard & Poor cut U.S. debt rating from AAA to AA+, and that got the attention of the folks in Congress. Whoop! We better do something here. Yeah. So uh, that, that issue got resolved. Here, Fitch is jumping ahead, saying, we're downgrading debt. We see some problems happening in... We'll say happening in Washington, mm -hmm. and it's caused by. So they they pass the blame to uh, fiscal policy, which is comes under the the president of the United States, saying spending too much. Well, that's too much. rather obvious, isn't it? Yes, that is. Uh, <laughs> that's more than a little bit of ob obvious. Okay. We'll get back On to that. Be good, I want to talk okay. to you more about that. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Dr. Chris Whaley with us, ladies and gentlemen. The Masked Saint revolves around the life of Chris Samuel, a professional wrestler and family man who realizes he needs something more. Matter of fact, Dr. Whaley, I'm just going to stop right there, that he needs something more because I want to turn the story over to you. A fascinating story, The Masked Saint. You can find it at themassaint.com. Uh, what inspired you to do this, Dr. Whaley? You know, when I was growing up, I had a, a wonderful mentor. It was a precious little lady uh, by the name of Miss Edna. Uh, when the when the movie came out, uh, based on my book, uh, she played by uh, Diane Carroll, the beautiful mm -hmm. uh, late actress. But yep. uh, they brought her up to real time. But she was actually from my childhood, and 
she was in in my book. Just about every chapter is a lesson that I learned from her. But she used to quote uh, Edmund Burke a lot. You know, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And because of her, I had to do something. And I just grew up with that attitude of, of trying to make a difference wherever I was. Well, that's nice. I mean, that's very, very nice, I think. I wish we could all, all get back to that. I mean, Dr. Whaley, just yesterday on this very show, we had a couple of comedians that came in. One uh, kind of looked, well, he's very conservative, actually. And the other younger one that showed up saw him, and at first he, he kind of stood back like he didn't want to work with him because he's very liberal. And I said, why don't you leave that up to me? I'll take care of it. Uh, I don't want to talk a lot about politics. Anyway, let's talk about humor. By the end of that hour, a couple hours actually, it turned out to be, Dr. Whaley, I congratulated them both on the air and say, this is how people should get along when politics are yeah. involved. Get along. Yeah. Calm down. This, this hatred, <laughs> Dr. Whaley, is getting really old. It, it, it really is. You know, my, my dad was a, a wonderful guy. He had a he had a third-grade education, uh, but just a wonderful, wonderful guy. And when I was growing up, he, one of the things he told me, he said, you know, son, it doesn't cost you a thing to be nice to people. Yeah. And that's exactly right. No, it is exactly right. It's not going to cost you a thing. But for some reason, people think that that, that, um, that, that makes them look good. It makes them look smart. See, to me, it makes them look intolerant and stupid. You don't want to hear anything different than what you believe is really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And uh, man, if you told me if you told me ten years ago that we would be seeing some of the things that we're seeing today, oh. I would I would I would have said you're crazy. But <laughs> man, we're living in the we're living in the twilight zone. We are right now, no question about that. I, you know, I'm reading more of this, this chapter, the descriptor they sent over, and I love this line, from an overbearing congregant and failing attendance to mounting bills for church repairs, Chris has his hands full. I love that. I want to hear more about that, Dr. Whaley. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I, went from, uh, I went from 10 years in professional wrestling uh, and I retired at the, at the height of my career in, in 1988, and I went to my first church. And when I when I got there, um, you know, even though you want you learn wonderful things in seminary. I mean, you learn languages, you learn uh, education, you you learn so much. But the one thing that you do not learn in seminary, amazingly, is how to be a pastor. And so I'm, I'm learning on the job. I'm learning on the job there, and um, and I just run into some people that are some of the most obnoxious, uh, mean-spirited people that I've ever dealt with, and um, I ended up uh, dealing with people, some people, more as a professional wrestler than I did as a pastor. Um, I, I, I actually became uh, a Christian vigilante. I mean, I was the equalizer before Denzel and Queen Latifah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's yeah. magnificent. I love but, that. But uh, that happened. You know, this one guy who's portrayed in the movie, he, he was uh, he was just a real jerk, and, and I dealt with him and dealt with him, and we were actually uh, playing church league softball, and uh, we lost the game 
uh, I think because of him, we were walking off the field, and he started mouthing off, and I just, I had really had my limit, and I said, you know, I just turned around and said, why don't you shut your mouth? And everybody on the team, of course, all church members were shocked that a pastor would tell a congregant to shut his mouth. And and he made the mistake of running towards me. Oh, my like gosh. Body slam. Uh, I, it was like I had a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. And the, the, the devil was saying, you know, knock him on his butt. And the angel was saying, you're a pastor. And the devil won that day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when he got up, you know, when he woke up, he wasn't very happy. And uh, the next day I had to face the congregation. That was a Saturday. So Sunday morning we had two services. And so I had to face the congregation, and I was just sick at my stomach and that morning before I preached I, I just walked down from the pulpit and stood in front of the church and I said you know I, I've heard about a lot of people giving the Lord's work a bloody nose but I never thought I would be one of them but <laughs> yesterday I hit a member of this congregation I said I've asked God to forgive me I asked him to forgive me I'm asking you to forgive me but I couldn't get up there and preach and be a hypocrite without telling you what was going on and um uh, at, at the word got out because at the second service, it was packed. I mean, everybody was there, and I had to do the same thing. And I made the same speech. I turned around, started to go back up to the pulpit, and a member of the church stood up on the second row and said, I think we should stand in support of our pastor. And the whole congregation stood and applauded. And I was driving home with my wife that day. I said, what other pastor in the state of Florida could knock a member of his church on his butt and get a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Florida, though. That's not bad. Where in Florida, Dr. Whaley? Uh, uh, Orlando. Oh, you're in Orlando. Okay. Uh, the reason oh, I ask you that is because I, I grew up uh, with a lot of professional wrestlers back in the day. I don't know if you remember Vern Gagne in the AWA, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Very, his son, Greg, and I have been great friends, and I knew Vern very, very well. I I spent a lot of time lifting weights with the Road Warriors. I mean, I've been around professional wrestlers from the time I was a teenager. And in general, i got to tell you, Dr. Whaley, and I want to get your take on this as well, but they do care. They, they really want people to do well. Yes, they're big, they're tough, they're muscular as can be. Um, and if somebody got out of line, they would knock them on their butt, just like you did that guy. But they did feel bad about it. I, I've always been very, very impressed with professional wrestlers. I really have. You know, uh, Wednesday night, uh, I went over to the uh, AEW taping over in Tampa. It's just been a long time since I've been backstage in the locker room. Most of those young guys I didn't even know. Right. Uh, there were some old. There were some older ones. You know, uh, Jeff Jarrett did a lot of promotion for my movie, and he he works for them. So I got to see him again. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, the son of Dusty Rhodes, oh, was God. there, and. Uh, uh, Dean Malenko, the, the man of a thousand holes, was there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I spent most of my time sitting at a table talking to the big show, Paul White, you know, oh, the yep. Captain Insano from Waterboy. And <laughs> such a, just a, one of the nicest, one of the nicest, uh, precious guys that you'd ever want to meet in the world. Seven feet tall, 400 pounds, but he's just a really, really nice guy. And most of the guys that I met in wrestling were that way. You know, they were just great guys and uh, doing a job. Uh, one of my best friends is a champion for another organization, the AIW, and he's a dentist. 
He's a dentist uh, and a professional wrestler. As a matter of fact, the women's champion for AEW, uh, Britt uh, Baker, is also a dentist. And But my buddy's motto is, he said, I knock teeth out at night and I put them back in in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, that. That is tremendous. <laughs> it's terrific. Yeah. There's a very touching line that I have to read here because... I happen to know the guy a bit, probably nowhere near as well as you did, but I talked to him many, many times. Uh, the movie was filmed entirely in northern Ontario, features icons and screens such as Diane Carroll and the late World Wrestling uh, Championship, uh, Championship Wrestler, excuse me, WCW, WWF, and WWE star, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I miss him so much. I can't even, I loved Rowdy Roddy Piper. Nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. At least he was with me. Oh, I love Roddy. He yep. he was it was so good. You know, I hadn't seen him when the movie was filmed. I had not seen him in 25 years. I'd worked against him 25 years earlier, and then uh, to be on the set with him and things hadn't changed. You know, I looked a lot older, but he did. <laughs> he was in great shape. Uh, uh, you know. He, he was just as good at acting as he was at wrestling. I mean, he was a great actor. Mm, yep. You know, he has uh, several films that, uh, of course, he has a cult following for They Live. You know, he's got that right. uh, famous line in there, I've got bubble gum and I'm kicking butt and I'm fresh out of bubble gum, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Uh, but anyway, he, he, he was so fresh. He, he loved his family. Uh, if you if you go on YouTube, you look at any of his old matches, you'll notice that he always has his wedding ring on. Mm-hmm. He never took his wedding ring off whenever he wrestled. Uh, loved his family. He was just a super guy. The, the movie was filmed in November, and then uh, tragically the next year, uh, I think on July 31st, uh, he passed away. And it was just tragic, and he's greatly missed. Just a great guy. And so many of them. Of course, I mentioned the Road Warriors. They're both gone now, too. So many of my friends in wrestling, I think there are only a couple of left. Most of them have died. Uh, I mean, uh, Hawk died at 46. Animal died at 60 years old. These guys, uh, I know steroids are not good for you. There's no doubt about that. Gives yeah. you big muscles. Not good for you. But these guys are dying way too, way too young. Yeah, I heard an interview with uh, Hulk Hogan uh, the other day. He was talking to the, the guy interviewing him. He said, uh, you know, every year, he said, hockey players, you might have 10 or 12 that pass away. Football players, you might have 10 or 12 that pass away. Uh, basketball, the same thing. Professional wrestling, 350. <clears throat> 350. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is it's amazing. How many professional wrestlers are there? No, I have I have no idea how many there are. I know in you know in my day there were territories all over the United States. You mentioned Bernagonia, the AWA, that was a territory. The WWF was a a territory. Florida was a huge territory, and then uh, Vince McMahon took over uh, the WWF. And of course, he's a uh, he's a marketing genius, and he changed professional wrestling into a national and international thing and put a lot of people out of business. All the territories went out of business. Yeah. All the big talent, all the big talent went to the WWE. Um, you know, Ted Turner was competing with him with the WCW. Right. He bought Ted Turner out and he's got it all. And the only thing left then were, uh, 
independent wrestlers until the uh, AEW, you know, when Khan gave his son $100 million bucks and said start a professional wrestling. And uh, so AEW is doing pretty good against WWE, but mostly, Tom, uh, you have independent wrestlers all over the United States. I mean, I don't know how many independent wrestlers you have in Minnesota, but it's probably huge. So you have a huge number. And, of course, uh, all of these independent guys, they want to make it to the big show, the WWE or AEW, and they'll do anything uh, to do that. Yeah. And steroids are just killing uh, people right and left. Um, even, you know, in my day, I wrestled from 78 to 88. I had a promoter tell me, he said, you blow your body up, I'll make a star out of you. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not... I wasn't as sharp as knife in the drawer, but I just knew that, you know, your heart is a muscle, too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to take a chance on that. I was happily married. I got two wonderful daughters, and I wanted to see them grow up, and I, I just didn't want to do that. And it wasn't worth it to me. Uh, but evidently it is today, and you've got so many young guys that are just uh, really killing themselves on these steroids. You know, Dr. Whaley, you just said one of the great moments of my life. I, I met my lovely wife many, many years ago. We've been together for 42 years now. I've been married for 39 of them. And the first time she met my weightlifting slash wrestler friends, we're out to dinner one night. And these guys are gigantic, right? Yeah. So Catherine, yeah. she figured she'd try to fit in the conversation. And she she looks at one of the professional wrestlers and says... Uh, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but Tom can bench press well over 300 pounds. There was a pause, and he went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, was, that, was that animal that said that? It might have been animal that said that. How did you know that? That's very good, Dr. Will. It was animal. Uh, God, I miss him. Joe was such a great guy. God, he, and yeah. Hawk. You Hawk. know, I was... Uh, I did a, um, um, they, they do these events where they bring old wrestlers in and give you a table and people come by and, you know, you sign books and sign pictures and take pictures and stuff. And uh, I did one, uh, two or three, I, I guess it was three or four years ago, uh, an animal was there. And, uh, you know, even now, even then, man, that guy, looked, he looks so great. He's such a yep. precious, precious guy. Yep. And it's so sad that. Sad to see him and him and Hog both gone. Really is. It is. I'm glad he did get uh, d- uh, lived long enough to see his son's career. Yeah. Uh, in professional yeah. football, though, that was a wonderful blessing for him because he was so proud of him, and he should be. He obviously. would. He would talk about yeah. Jimmy all, all the, the time, time. and yeah, you just his <laughs> eyes would light up every time he did. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, just great, great people. And, and yeah. seriously, Doctor Whaley. Every single professional wrestler that I ever spent any time with lifting or going to dinner or doing whatever, really, really decent people. I, I thought every one of them was a great person. Yeah. I, I haven't met very many jerks. In, I've met right. a few, but I haven't, I haven't met uh, very, very many at all. And you, and, you know, one of the nicest guys that I ever worked against is uh, uh, Mark Calloway, The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Just sure. a real, really, really nice guy. Um, now, I, can I tell you the first uh, when I wrestled him, can I tell you that story? It's I'd kind of funny. love to hear the story. I was uh, I was wrestling in Dallas. I went to seminary in Fort Worth, 
And uh, on Fridays, if I, when I was wrestling on Fridays, my wife and my two little girls would also go. And then after I wrestled, we would do Friday night fun night. And uh, on this particular night, uh, I was early in the lineup, and I wrestled I was in the dressing room taking my boots off. And the promoter came in and said that uh, the guy that was supposed to uh, work against uh, Mark in the uh, main event uh, was held up because of plane connections. He wasn't going to make it. He said, I need somebody to work twice. And I raised my hand real quick. I said, I'll do it because I, I knew this kid was going to be a major star. And uh, so I got the referee. I said, hey, listen, my wife's out there. Uh, she's getting ready to go out to the parking lot to our car. So uh, you know what she looks like. Try to find her and tell her I'm, I'm working again. And um, But don't tell her who I'm working against. And so he, he came back in. He said, I found her. They're going to wait. And I said, great, great. You know, I got redressed. Uh, time for the match came. Of course, he was a star, so I went out early. I'm in the ring waiting for him, and I'm looking for my wife and my girls, and I found them. And I just wanted to see their expression when they saw Mark walk through the door. <laughs> and the lights the lights went down, that hideous music came on, and he walked through. And when he did, I looked. Both my little girls were crying. <laughs> and uh, my, uh, my wife, her eyes... Her eyes got real big, and then all of a sudden she grabbed her purse and started going through her purse and real frantically. Uh, anyway, the match started. We had a great match, uh, no problem. And uh, that night we are driving back to Fort Worth. I looked in the rearview mirror, and there's my little girls. They're sound asleep in the back seat. I looked over at my wife, and I said, uh, Hey, babe, right before the match started, I noticed you grabbed your purse and you were going crazy. Uh, what was that about? And she thought for a moment, and she said, oh, I was looking for the checkbook to make sure you'd paid the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point to end oh. on, Dr. Whaley. That's phenomenal. Uh, the Mass Saint Husband Pastor Hero, the DVD, The Mass Saint on Amazon, and the website, themassaint.com. Dr. Whaley, you just got to come on once in a while just, just to schmooze. We can sell DVDs, and we can, we can sell a lot of things, but come back. Anytime you want me, Tom, it is such a thrill to be uh, on the Tom Barnard Show. Man, you're a rock star. And oh. It's just great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me, and God bless you and your family. Thank you. It's a good thing you're not here because I'd give you a big kiss. <laughs> not on the mouth. Not on not the in mouth. The mouth. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Not on the mouth. Thank you, Dr. Welly. Have a great day, sir. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That guy is a perfect example of what the average professional wrestler, the guys that get together mm-hmm. and lift weights up, this is how they really are. Mm-hmm. They're the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. Very caring you know, when they take some steroids, they might get a little nuts once in a while. <laughs> oh, that's a different once that rage hits. That's that ra- once the rage kicks in. <laughs> God, I loved him. Like, Andy, good. would you jot down his stuff? Because I want to definitely call him back and get him on once in a while. Yeah. Great stories. Oh, yeah. That is just tremendous. Isn't that wonderful? I just love that about this job that you get to. I'd, I'd never met Dr. Chris Whaley before. Know a lot of the same people, but uh, but that, that now was that was that his we'll say stage name was Chris Chris Wiley Chris uh, Chris Samuel I guess I don't I don't know if it was I don't know if it was Doctor Whaley because it says here his uh, ring name was the Saint well, it was the Saint yeah. oh okay and his his name is Chris Whaley the book is about him but the name he changed it to Chris Samuel oh okay so it, it's like semi autobiographical he was. How so did, he was called the masked. He was saint? the saint. Just the saint. Just the saint. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because his website says the masked saint. The masked saint is the name of the book. The name of the book and the website. Okay. So in the book he goes by the masked saint, but in real life he goes by the saint. I just it's kind of confusing. I don't know why he changed it, but because well, he's a professional hey. wrestler, <laughs> they do that kind of thing. Uh, that just made my day. Just talking to a guy like that. The guy gives up professional wrestling to become a pastor. Some guy lips off to him, so he decks him. So I'm, I'm just trying to, 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 to mentally see him physically. Mm. Do you have oh, a yeah, pic- yeah. picture of, of him? Is he you know, tall, big, big guy like... Uh, Let's see here. Like Officer Dave? Oh, no. <laughs> Officer Dave's a demure little fella. <laughs> the little fella. Uh, doesn't look terribly huge, no. But he also was wrestling... Um, in a time before everyone was doing steroids. Yeah, he wouldn't do them, mm-hmm. he said. Yeah. So <clears throat> he, let's see, he was born in 54, so he was probably wrestling in like the 70s. So yeah, that's what he that said, w- 70. Yeah, yeah that was, that was yeah. before the steroid era, really. So, I mean. Although, when I got out of high school, it was the first time a guy approached me about doing steroids. Well, they ex- they've existed for a long time, <clears throat> yeah, but they, they weren't <clears throat> obligatory <clears throat> like they were in the 80s and 90s. Every wrestler was doing them. Approached two guys at the same time. One of them uh, got out of high school a year after I did. I, I was probably about 20, maybe 21. So I'd been out of high school a couple of years, I guess, a few years. But he approached two guys. One guy did the steroids and one guy didn't. I was the one who didn't. The one who did might have used the name Jesse Ventura. 
<laughs> so, you know, he was a big swimmer at Roosevelt High School. Long and lean. He was very tall and very thin, mm. but he was a phenomenal swimmer. So, I mean, you look at Jesse now, it's like, you could swim? <laughs> really? God, well, I haven't seen that him. was his military experience, too. It was, a swimmer. Yeah. <clears throat> You're absolutely right. He was Navy That's SEAL. That's true, yeah. I love it that when he does that, I was a Navy SEAL. But he was on actually UDT, I think, underwater, underwater demolition. demolition. I yep. think he was, yeah. Yep. Which I think <clears throat> didn't they merged with the they SEALs They did eventually, later. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. Subic Bay and all that yep. good stuff. Oh, big shot. What is was that the president calling you? Stocks making big moves midday. Oh, here wow. we go, ladies and gentlemen. Time Perfect for some segue. Day Josh Arnold's well, with us. Since we're talking about wrestling, okay, yes. we can talk about wrestling stock. A uh, wrestling stock. Okay, good. Okay, because good. this wrestling stock did did produce earnings the other, the other day, better than ex, better than expected. That's the WWE for Worldwide Entertainment, and they are going to be merging. Uh, later, later, later this year, with Endeavor Entertainment, or actually, Endeavor Entertainment is buying Worldwide Wrestling. Really? Later, later this year, and they are going to put together the WWE with the uh, Cage People of the Ultimate Fighting oh, yeah. Championship, yeah. the UFC, in one company. With the um, the market symbol is going to be TKO. Oh, well, there's a technical shock. knockout, yep. baby. So there you go. It's it it will be be coming. Endeavor is a publicly traded uh, company. Market symbol is EDR. Uh, run by uh, one of the Emanuels, as in oh, if yeah, you remember yeah. from the. Um, I'll say that the TV and movie um, fame, you had um, uh, Ari Emanuel, the character oh, yeah, Ari. Yeah, okay, yep. well, that's based on the real Ari. Ari Emanuel. Uh, Emanuel, who runs uh, Endeavor Corporation, which is a very strong uh, talent, talent agency dealing with... Um, We'll say actors, endorsers, uh, professional uh, sports people, and owns, in addition to the ultimate uh, fighting uh, championship, the Uf UFC, they own professional bull riding. Now, Ram is his brother, right? Yes. Yeah, Ram Emanuel is Ari's, Ari's brother, so these guys have been running big cities, have been running big corporations, I mean, the hell of a... It's a hell of a family. It is. But, Seems like. Um, so it's very, very interesting. And the WWE, as a stock, has done very well over a, a long period of oh, time okay. with, you know, one, one small exception was, I guess, a year and a half ago, the stock came down because of uh, uh, issues relating to Vince McMahon. No. Hard to believe that Vince ever stepped out of line. <laughs> He's a weird guy. God, you ever talk to him? No, never, God, never have talked to him. Weird. I've just watched him. Uh, I'll say, watched him perform. Listened to 
you know, watch them perform on, uh, we'll say, on T TV. Yes, right. Uh, or before any any of the matches, uh, and listen to him make presentations about his company. Mm -hmm. uh, but very, very interesting, and oh, a yeah. very strong family-run business, and it is well-run business that is making money. You know what I love the most? He had to change his name because of the World Wildlife Foundation. This <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. was the World Wrestling Federation. Nope, can't use WWF. Not yeah, you lost that one, didn't you, Vince? <laughs> <laughs> I hear Vince is in a, uh, some sort of trouble right now. Again? Yeah, isn't he? Uh, wasn't he just like raided by the FBI or something? That one I don't know. That one I don't know. I do know there was, uh, you know, issues related to, to him, he and uh, women other than his wife. Uh, oh well. Uh, <clears throat> he was subpoenaed, yeah, in a federal search warrant. So for what? I. Apparently, they're investigating whether or not he paid hush money to people. Oh, and this is recent? This, this is as of yesterday, I believe. Yesterday? Ooh. Dude, that's recent. That's so. <clears throat> oh, wait, no, the warrant was served July 17th, but no one knew about it until a couple days ago. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, so he's got more problems? He's got some issues, yes. Sounds like it. <laughs> and I don't know, that whole thing with the, the, the women. See, I have living proof that I've never cheated on my wife. You know how I can prove it? You're breathing. I'm still alive, baby. <laughs> I don't think old turtle dove would take too well to that. <laughs> you know. Hold on, she's. I see her coming through the door. Yeah, she'd be coming through the door any day. No, she's no uh, hiding behind me either. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not getting funny. in turtle dove's way. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Be honest to God. See, you know, I've got to be honest with you. Just doing that interview just now put me in a great mood for the rest of the day. I love talking to sincere people like that. This guy's seen a lot of things that I've never seen. It just that kind of stuff cheers me up. It mm -hmm. really does. It just people what he said. You don't agree with my politics. You don't agree with my religion. All the rest of it. Why don't we try to find common ground? Things we do agree on and leave it there. Can we ever get back to that? Do you think? I would hope so. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, just find the things you do agree on and leave the others. Look, if you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, whatever, just leave it out of the conversation. Don't worry about it. Neither one of you is going to change the world, so calm down. Mm -hmm. And just find common ground. I think that's wonderful. You know. Very true. It's all true. Can we get there, though? That's why I stick to stocks. <laughs> what you, you do universal. very well. It's universal. <laughs> but I would, I would just throw this idea out to you as a nice uh, certain boy from a certain neighborhood uh, and I'm not going to tell people your politics are but you're, it differs quite a bit with many of the people that you have around you and you have no problem with that they don't have a problem with it so why can't everybody be that way? I don't know I don't <laughs> I know no you'll talk as, stocks you don't know that uh, I have no idea you know I think that well, I think that uh, Certain people, you know, um, get stuck. They get stuck in what? They get stuck in a rut. We'll call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And this is this is the way we believe, and nothing's going to change change my mind. 
Do you think, because I did call Josh earlier this week and talk to him about a couple of things, because I was watching the national news, I watched it on CNN, I watched it on Fox, I watched it on Newsmax, I went to about five different sites. Mm-hmm. And the stock market, uh, well, that, what was it, Fitch? Uh, well, when Fitch, Fitch downgraded, downgraded yeah. uh, uh, the US, U.S. debt. And all I heard on television is, oh, my God, this is, it's, why do they like to scare people on those news channels? Gets them to tune in? Gets you to tune in. Yeah. Bad news Yep. gets you to tune in. Or is there's an old newspaper saying, if it bleeds, it leads. There you go. And it still does to this day. And, you know, now... Now you have so many, we'll say, news outlets, yeah. and it's not not just uh, the printed news; it's uh, you know television. Oh, television. And then if I break break down, see, everything to me is is on TV, and the number of channels that are on on TV, and or now I also have social media, right? And all the different channels that are on on social media. And everything becomes very, we'll say, specialized and narrow. Uh, we'll call it, it's not um, broadcasting, it's narrow casting. Right, it is. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, literally, you can sit there with your channel changer and click on one channel. It's, it's like, oh, finally, Trump's going to go to prison for the rest of his life. And uh, I've been saying that be. every month for the past six years. They <laughs> have, it's true. And then you turn to the other channel. Oh, thank God. Finally, we're going to get Biden's going to go to prison and his son's going to go first. It's yeah. like, oh, my God, could you people settle down? I know. It's so sad. No? I mean, they both should go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> Just put them in the same cell and videotape ooh, it. Ooh, that, that would like be it. fun. That'd mm-hmm. be a pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Whaley to come in and be the referee. There That'd you be go. Hey. I don't think those two are going to be doing too much physical fighting. No. Probably not. Probably well, of course, of course there was. There was a big, big fight that was uh, planned. Uh, this could oh, have, that's this right. This big Elon Musk and oh, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. Oh, right. <laughs> of course. Can you, can, did can they wuss out? Yeah. The, I'm sure they did. The bitch slapping that would go on between those two. Stop it, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can't imagine them well, throwing any real punches. I made an <laughs> offer, and I never heard back from them. I said, as long as you guys put up the money, I'll fight both of you at the same time. How about that? Oh, my. I mean, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Yep. Can you imagine that? Oh God, they break like, their bones immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, I mean, boys. I mean, they do, they do have a, a fight going on in the mar- marketplace between their two comp- companies. Right. Well, well and good, but when... when when I even heard, oh, this is going to be a cage match between the two of them <laughs> who are promoting this, I said, really? Who is yes. who is going to see, excuse me, two skinny white guys That's get in <laughs> get in a cage and fight? I have a question for you about that from a business standpoint. Because Musk bought Twitter Correct. from, what's his face? Jack Dorsey. Yeah, Dorsey, there you go. Yeah, okay. So Dorsey's completely out of the picture now. Is that correct? He just Yes, he's, he, he is out of Twitter. He still, he still is the majority shareholder of uh, Block, also known as Square. Okay, and what's that Squ- part Square, 
Square is a separate separate company. Oh, it is. Uh, okay. You probably have known Square if you've ever going to to buy something. They have a little uh, card reader that you can stick into your phone. your phone. Your They have a whole, oh, whole yeah, okay. They have a whole bunch of payment systems, uh, and they have a uh, product called Cash App, which right, is sim yeah. similar to, to Venmo, where you yep. can send back and forth uh, cash. So Square happened to report their earnings this this past. Uh, just the other the, the other day, they did a little bit better than expected, but their stock was was down. As was PayPal when they they reported their earnings. Uh, neither company is really growing the number of users uh, that they they have. Oh, okay. Again, there's a, a lot of competition out there for different types of payment systems, or we'll call it online uh, banking. Yeah, that makes sense. No, Zuckerberg is the one who started. Zuckerberg started Facebook. Facebook, which is now Meta. Now, now called Meta. He had changed Meta. the name because he <clears throat> he was going to be involved in the metaverse. That's right, the metaverse. Yeah, that which did not really, do well. which never really no. did did anything. So why do they? Why is it never enough? That's what I'd like to know. You're a multi multi billionaire. Why do you even care anymore? You know, well, I, th I think it's it's trying to find the next, I guess, the next yeah. the next thing or the next bit of technology to go to go further. So now he's going after X, right? Because X used to be Twitter, but now it's well, X. they changed they changed the name, which we talked about before. Mm -hmm. um, X being now Twitter, right, and. Um, which is now privately owned. Uh, Musk took the company private, cut cut about half the employees. Right, I saw that. The, uh, the company is a, little, a lot more efficient. He brought in uh, an outside uh, individual who was in the, the media, and she is now running X and is hopefully to, to expand, expand that, leaving Musk to run uh, Tesla, Right. And his SpaceX program and anything right. else that he he develops, um, uh, Zuckerberg came out with a competitive product called Threads, oh, which yeah, was right. going to compete with mm -hmm. Twitter, but that is not working. No. Oh, it's so not well. working because at first it did, didn't it? Had a lot of promotion. Yes, people thought it'd be be good, but I don't think. There's there's no. much that I think some of the people that originally signed up for Threads, they just didn't. wanted to see what it was like. Basically, yeah. they weren't yeah. intending on using it regularly. So I remember, like the first month of Threads or whatever. Has it even been a month? I don't even remember when it About launched. That. But the first. Some short period, a week, a month, something like that. They were talking about, oh, we have 50 million users, and right, uh, it's going to be the next big thing. But then someone went through the numbers and they found that like one percent of the users had even uh, posted one time. Really? And then of the people who ever posted, maybe one percent of those kept posting. There was no engagement. Everyone was just checking out the new thing and then they immediately left. So you really have to give it at least, I'd say, six months before you can declare something like that a success. Because those first month numbers, yeah, 50 million is a lot of people, but... If they all leave in a week, it's really not. <laughs> that's a yeah. that's a stampede. Now, right now the there. other the other thing that um, 
I'll say that Meta Facebook has that is is doing very well is Reels. Yes. And that uh, that was designed to compete thing. with TikTok. TikTok. Well, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, they all they're all basically the same thing now. Even YouTube has YouTube Shorts, same thing. And you, YouTube is is part of Google. Yep. And that's done very very well. Mm -hmm. And you know that uh, YouTube and the subscriptions to YouTube have has really helped boost uh, Google stock price. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing situation. Because from what I understand, uh, the only time I ever I've ever been on YouTube is they po they post these shows on YouTube, and it's kind of interesting just going looking at that stuff because it moves along very very quickly. Like here's a story, here's a story. and if you hit a story. You better move it because it'll just fade out after about 20, 25 seconds, something like that. It, it's pretty interesting the way they kind of reel people in on that, isn't it? Well, I get I get reeled in, but it, yeah. in terms of YouTube, I might watch one thing and then all of a sudden, oh, I see this thing on Don Rickles. Yeah. I want to go watch Don Rickles. Night. It was last night. Who was he mad at? They, they were talking about his real opinion on Johnny Carson, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So it's like, okay, I like this. Let me let me watch some some more of of Don Rickles. I loved him. And so funny. I loved the guy. I made him cry once. <laughs> you made him cry? I did. Nicely or not? I think in it was a nicely. sweet way. <clears throat> he I was talking to him doing an interview with him and all the rest of it and I said, "Don, I got to tell you many many years ago, I was watching Ben Gazzara's show Run for Your Life." And the episode was called Down with Willie Hatch and you played Willie Hatch. And I want you to know, Don, that you were terrific in that show. You, you showed happiness, you showed anger, you showed sadness, all the rest of it. You did a damn good job. And he started crying. <laughs> How sweet is that? Now, here's a guy who cool. rips the hell out of everybody, but really, he, gigantic heart. Yep. Just a great guy. Made Don Rickles cry. <laughs> it's like, whoa. I can hit the road. Oh, you know, oh, we only got 11 minutes left. I know, but don't worry get... about us. I gotta go to work. <clears throat> Some work. of us have to work for a living. Just pulling a gun on people is not really work. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I do, Tom. <laughs> All right, Pally. I'll All see right. you next week. Thanks. Have Thanks a, good a lot, one. Dave. Good thank you very you much. Have a good one. We're sure gonna now. Now Dave could go in the ring. He <laughs> could go in the ring. You could go in the ring. Yeah. No, I'm too old for that stuff. Did you ever think about that? Yeah. I bet school. you did. I bet you did. Then they. Kind of watched, so found out what I had to do to my body to get there. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm done. You'd be dead. Yep. You yep. would. It would kill you. There's no killed all my <laughs> friends. Every one of them. Exactly. We don't. We don't. We don't want them dead. <clears throat> all right. See you, boys. See, See you. Week. See you later. Drive carefully. We'll do that. Thank you. Maybe I'll chase you around Rush Creek or something. I might be up that way. You never know. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> exactly. The oldest active wrestler <clears throat> is Bushwhacker Luke, 76 years old. And Bushwhacker, I bet, never did steroids, huh? I don't know. They don't really have that on their Wikipedia Active page. wrestler at... 76. He's from still, New Zealand. Still living. No, active. Actually active? Yep. You did hear him right. He's I didn't hear that. Wow. Going. He defeated someone in 2021, someone named Gangrel, who uh, is... 54. Wow, that's pretty Ooh, good. beat up on a 54-year-old when you're 76 is pretty good, I yeah, would think so. I, uh, yeah, I would say so. God, what wow. a business that all is. That, that was watching those guys and the things that they went through. My God. But isn't it amazing?
that Dave has never done steroids and he's that big? Dave is a big guy. <laughs> he's a big fella. No, I never, I never thought that he did. No. Any? Well, I don't. I don't did. think anybody does any any type of uh, drugs. Uh, yeah. But he is one big guy. I mean, he, he looks like is. he spends a lot of time at the gym. So if you don't uh, never seen him, ladies and gentlemen, put it this way: I don't think if Josh ever pisses anybody off, they're going to bother Josh as long as Dave's here. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's a fact. That ain't gonna, it's just not going to happen. But he was just a listener. He was listening to to the KQ Morning Show at first, and then followed us over here and become really good friends because he actually cares about his family. He mm-hmm. cares about you know his city, the town that he works in. He he's just a really really nice man, no question. So we got about ten minutes left. Is there any one subject you'd like to uh, to broach? One subject that I would I well, would like to broach. Well, a couple. I mean, whatever. Well, the the. Um, I'll say in in talking about and it, uh, we'll go go back a little bit on the on the Fitch yeah, down yeah, downgrade well, that was big yeah uh, this week of of uh, gov- government debt and I think it's it's really a warning shot mm-hmm. uh, to really a warning shot to the politicians uh, at, to get get their ass ass in gear and it's. And even even not just to the politicians, we'll say to the Federal Reserve, because part of of their downgrade was not only uh, coming after uh, the administration for the for all of the spending mm-hmm. and extra extra spending that uh, the administration has been doing, but and and going after we'll say the Republican Party for not being stronger, we'll say, in their dealings with the debt ceiling right? To in an attempt to reduce spending, but also going after the Federal Reserve, that the Federal Reserve is also responsible for some of the issues related to um, government debt in terms of raising interest rates, uh, we'll say, too far too fast, and at the same time they're raising interest rates, they're still uh, buying government bonds mm-hmm. and some selling government bonds. But very, I think Fitch is the only group that I've actually seen come out or read um, read about that is that has mentioned the loss in value. Uh, that the Fed has on their balance sheet, the loss in value of their the bonds they're holding, because <clears throat> the Fed has been buying buying up bonds for a very long time, and as they raised interest rates, any of the bonds that were still in their portfolio that they had bought at lower rates were now worth worth less. God and. Fed doesn't. The Fed didn't doesn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Hey, the geez, we're sitting on all these all these bonds that are actually worth less in value. And the Fed was buying not only uh, U.S. Treasuries; they were buying mortgage mortgage bonds. They were also buying some some corporate bonds. But you know, Fitch came out and said, "Hey, Fed, 
you're just as much a part of the of the problem as uh, the administration with their um, their fiscal or extra fiscal stimulus, but extra stimulus in terms of the quote unquote inflation reduction act, which yeah, really right. doesn't reduce inflation. It does not. <laughs> it actually could increase inflation, but it's a, a lot of a lot of extra spending, you know, directed at you know certain certain industries. Uh, and in particular, the, you know, trying to develop electric vehicles in an attempt to, uh, or on the belief that if there are more electric vehicles and fewer internal combustion engines, that that's going to help solve um, climate issues. Right. And I, I roll my eyes with, with that because it, it's like... <clears throat> Uh, sorry, that does not make any sense. Now, some, before somebody calls me a climate change denier, <laughs> no, climate is always changing. Uh, yeah. Climate changes, weather, weather changes. Um, but, you know, to me, to, to, to say that man, uh, he has a very big impact on climate. Uh, I that when I do roll my eyes. I understand exactly what you said. Well, first of all, what I love is that uh, Americans have got to pay attention. It's like, well, seven and a half billion of the eight and a half billion people on this earth live in the Eastern Hemisphere. So if anybody's polluting, it would be them, not us. The other thing about it is, and look, there, I want to run something by you here. Okay. And I'd like to make very, very clear to people, I'm not saying you don't deserve it. I'm not saying if you get the money that you didn't deserve that. That's not what I'm saying at all. But do these people understand when these politicians step up and want to pay people reparations, they want to pay people's uh, college loans, the only reason they're doing that is to buy your vote. 100%. That's all. the only reason they're doing it. Well, that's why they, they promise things they know they can't deliver. That's exactly right. Now, isn't that really bad for the economy, though, for them to be even talking about things like that? Yes, so why do they do that? It's just for the votes. We want we want the votes. We want to be in power. Yep. Um, or as my father my father used used to say, um, you got to you got to understand what's behind somebody wanting to. Oh yeah. To get oh, yeah. a position that pays very little in terms of of income. Mm-hmm. But gets a lot. They all end up billionaires. Well, yeah, the certain people do end up very, very wealthy. Nancy Pelosi's done well. Well, she and her, <laughs> she and her husband invested wisely. I'm glad to hear that. And, and again, I'm not saying that no one deserves these things. I'm just telling those people to pay attention. The only reason they're talking to you is so you will vote for them. They don't give a rat's ass about you. Wouldn't you agree? I would. I would agree to that. Okay, I'm glad. I would agree that. with that. I'm not. I'm just trying to be very, very careful. Uh, me too. Or as, or as my son Judd says, I am Switzerland. Mm-hmm. I am Switzerland. <laughs> no, that is. And I'm not saying it's just one party doing. No, this it is both. Both, both parties. parties. Yeah, they do it. Okay, we have one minute. Any closing words? Well, I always always say 
buy buy stocks, don't buy bonds. Uh, be prepared for market fluctuations because yeah. markets always always fluctuate. Past performance, of course, and anything that I say is no guarantee of future results. Markets are always changing. <laughs> Anything that we've talked talked about is for information purposes only. Have a magnificent weekend, Josh. Thank you. Andy. Thank you very much, Tom, Andy, and and Dave. <laughs> <laughs>